Have you ever noticed how we're different and the same and the same and we're different and we're different and the same? All kinds of people, all kinds of people, all kinds of people in the world. Now, on the Talk of Muncie, WMUN, All Kinds of People, hosted by Dr. Joe Mashevitz. Getting to know the people of Muncie and Delaware County, Indiana, in a way you've never heard before. It's another way we're using our voice to build our community from Woof Boom Radio and 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, WMUN. Here's your host, Dr. Joe. Hey, 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 everybody. Happy Monday morning. I hope all is well. My uh, guest today is Deborah Roberts, who's a communications specialist at the Teachers College at Ball State University. Deborah, thanks for making it down to the good Wolf Boom Studios for a little chat. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, no, no. My pleasure. Thank you. And I hope all of you listeners are doing well. Um, Deborah, I want to back you up to your days in Yorktown when you were growing up with mom and dad. Yeah. Mom, a teacher, dad, a manager with a major company. Yeah. What are some of those memories from, let's go back to elementary school, where I'm sure you were an all-A student doing <laughs> great things. <laughs> I, I did get decent grades in school. I, yeah. I was one that ne I never had to try su super hard for decent grades. So I, I went into college not really knowing how to study all that well. But um, I was the distracted one whistling and uh, my teachers always uh, said, kill the canary, because I would be in my own little <laughs> world whistling. And I think I can share some of that from my school days, too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, we're on the same boat that way. It's <laughs> like I, I could keep up with what was going on being distracted, but I was a distraction to others, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um, do you recall any activities back in those days? I was in uh, Girl Scouts with my mom was the Girl Scout troop leader. Okay. Okay. And I did swimming in middle school and volleyball and and JJ or JAA um, baseball. My dad was a coach, so oh boy. you know, very you know, mom and dad, very involved. A lot yeah, of activities that way. That's absolutely cool. yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. sports. In the in the my dad's played softball. So he was very active in sports, and now he plays. He switched to pickleball. So, ah, good old pickleball. Yes. <laughs> um, I spend some time on the tennis courts, and the the sound of the pickleball does <laughs> <laughs> yes. kind of drive us a little bonkers sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, when we head into high school, what was it about those early years that got you interested in certain things in high school? Do you think in pursuits? I I was really into band and color guard in high school. Okay. Um, I started in, as a trumpet in middle school, and then the, in, at Yorktown, they would have a convocation for the eighth graders, and they would show color guard to the eighth graders. There was a big winter guard program at Yorktown at the time, and I was just sold. And uh, what a little bit about the color guard. What exactly when we get into the color guard? It's flags and rifles and sabers. And um, Yorktown at the time had a field show, which is marching on the football field. Okay. There's field and the track shows are in the summer. 
um, I think Yorktown might do track shows now. It's on the uh, like a track at like the fairgrounds. Uh, so we, I just, I was always the one that was dancing around in my yard <laughs> the, with the streamer on a stick. Yeah. I had one of those when I was little and I just loved dan- dancing around. So uh, Color Guard just captured my imagination and the, I just was pa- very passionate about very it. Very passionate about it. Yeah. So I joined um, bef- between my eighth grade and freshman year in, in high school and it was a great way to go into high school already having knowing a bunch of people and having a place i think uh color garden marching band is such a great activity it's it kind of informed all of my high school years i was very into all of that and the activities and the community and um, then my niece she, uh, she grew up in Fort Wayne, okay. and she and my nephew now too are—they're both in marching. They Homestead has a huge marching band program, so it's been so great to see them get to participate. It's always a neat thing to be at a game like that during halftime and have that group march out on the field and do their performances. And there's so much work involved. There's but learning your spots and your music or your moves twirling and, at the right time yes absolutely with the winds <laughs> yeah if there's wind you have to account for that if it's you know it's stormy rainy we've been i marched in cold and yeah <laughs> all yeah. sorts of conditions so it was it was a lot of fun and i i still have friends to this day that i was in color guard with and i'm still friends with them so and i if my memory is correct you you did some coaching in Color Guard. I did after high school. Once you left high school. Yeah, I had a friend, um, Matt, who taught Color Guard. He was with me. He graduated with me, and he taught Color Guard at Cowan. And so he asked me to help out out there as well um, at Cowan. And then I, for a couple of years, and then I went and taught a couple of years at Yorktown as well. I went back okay. to, to the old alma mater and. Taught for a couple of years. Taught for a couple of years. There yeah, too. with my friend Shandy. So kind of following in mom's footsteps with this teaching stuff. Absolutely. That's so cool. To keep a track of. Um, off to Purdue to be a boilermaker. Whoops. Time out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get two years in a Purdue. Yes. Um, and then switching over to Ball State to finish yeah. things up. Um, what were some of those pursuits at Paul's Date that you pursued in terms of studies and? I was a photojournalism major, so I basically I went to Purdue because I didn't. I grew up at in Muncie and kind of wanted to see the world. And then I got to Purdue and realized, oh, I don't know how to make friends. Like I always had. I was grew up in Yorktown, so I just always had friends and Girl Scouts sure. and stuff. And then I got to Purdue and realized I'm kind of an introvert, and I had. I was just in my own little world and was like, oh no, I I'm shy. I don't know how to do this. So. I ended up transferring back to Ball State, and my path through college was a little bit different. I, once I got to Ball State, I didn't know how, like, it was all my friends were here, so I had too much fun, I think, <laughs> and I ended up taking six years off and coming back as a non-traditional student, and okay. I was much better after I had a little space away in the quote-unquote real world and uh, was a better student and got to classes and graduated uh, with a very good GPA in uh, photojournalism. But within those six years, I since I was a photo major, before I took that time off, everything was film. And you process your own film, and I loved 
getting in the dark room. And then I come back and everything's digital. <laughs> so back in the day of the dark room. Yes, absolutely. I recall those days quite well myself. Thank yes. you. But that's a whole different strategy, shaking that little film stuff in the yes. fluid to get the I loved contrast. It. And, yeah. yeah. So um, it was it was quite a transition to digital. I, I'm always an overshooter anyway. I, t you know, if I'm at an event, I take a million photos. So digital is good for that, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, the job you have now, communication specialist, yeah. does involve some of your training it in does. film and marketing. And what, what about that do you really get into for the Teachers College of Ball State? I love the creativity I can have. I love, I get to design. I uh, de I design marketing materials. I am on. I do social media, website. I plan events, which is really fun. A little stressful sometimes, but very fun. So um, I, I love that this is this was my first job that I've had. That I, it's really I feels more like a career. It's oh, a part okay. of my. I had jobs before, but this is uh, really get to use my strengths in the design and I do photo photography for the school as well or you know teachers college as well for events and so you're still doing that camera shoot stuff. I am yeah just kind of mostly just for fun but then also as um, for events at the teachers college as well so yeah. we're talking with Deborah Roberts everybody and Deborah um, as we head into this first break um, you're into a variety of hobbies. <laughs> I've never met a hobby I didn't like. <laughs> I love all sorts. Yeah. Well, we're going to see a little bit more or hear a little bit more about those wide range of hobbies, including one real special hobby. Yes, Thank absolutely. You. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when we come back with Deborah Roberts, everybody, I hope all of you are off to a good start this week. This is Dr. Joe saying stay tuned, WMUN. Um, after this break, we'll be back with Deborah Roberts. Thank you. WMUN's All Kinds of People. Back to Dr. Joe. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to All Kinds of People. I hope you're having a good start to your week. We're with Deborah Roberts, who is the communication specialist at the Teachers College. And if you see any kind of marketing materials regarding be a teacher and come to Ball State, Deborah probably has had her hand in developing some of that stuff along with photography and everything else. But Deborah, um, let, let's put your job aside <laughs> and let's talk about this. Um, passion for various hobbies. Thank you. <laughs> um, all kinds of crafts. I love Cross stitching, crafts. sewing, um, knitting, uh, jewelry making, designing with circuit. What's that all about? Oh, it's a cricket. It's a cricket machine is it cuts out vinyl and you it, you can iron it on shirts and put it on various things. So I've been yeah. that's my most recent I've been getting into, so mm. I design something to put on a shirt. I've been doing it. Um, I, I tend to go, I get obsessed with a craft, and I do it feverishly, and then I rotate. So I, I have to kind of rotate through 
I, I circle back to them. The sewing always come. I was a 4-H sewer for nine years. Yes, I saw that and you used that for nine years. Yes. Um, through the 4-H group. Um, and was that kind of sewing clothing? Yes, that was uh, clothing. And you would make an outfit and then you would model your outfit at the 4-H dress review. So I did that for nine years. I got one grand champion and sewing and one... I think reserve grand champion for the modeling. So that was an interesting formative part of my childhood. So and my, those are nice plaques to have. In the <laughs> yeah, ri- big ribbons. I got big ribbons. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my mom was a sewer, so she taught me, and she's a knitter. So she, I kind of, she, I get my craftiness from her. So okay, um, is there a favorite? When you talk about jewelry and cross stitching and sewing and knitting and (laughs) yeah, I I always come back to the sewing and the cross stitching, Uh, but really it's just I love to do different things. I've been doing some button making recently. I then I just kind of this thing called button making, but the those pins, the buttons, like lapel pin type things. Okay, I've got myself. It's easy to buy Christmas for me because it's find a craft <laughs> and uh, I enjoy I it. it. So my husband got me a button maker for Christmas a couple years ago. So I've been making buttons and s- he actually got the cricket for me too yeah. uh, for Christmas. So he knows my ways <laughs> and feeds in to helps me with the with the crafting. With the craft stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's good to get him involved. I know, right. We're with Deborah Roberts, everybody, who's the communication specialist at Teachers College. And I know she is just sitting back waiting for me to say, come on, talk about my real hobby. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have all these other nine and ten hobbies going on. Oh, by the way, um, audiobook addiction. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For sure. (laughs) I love. With headsets on, with headsets off? Hmm. With on. Well, I usually have one ear in. Okay. So I can see if anything else is happening. At at work, if I'm doing a designing work that takes a a certain part of my brain, I could listen to audiobooks. But if I have to do writing work, I have to turn it off. So. Okay. I'm with you. (laughs) Okay. So let's just get into it. The, The big hobby. Yes. The roller derby. My my biggest obsession for all the, the way past back 10 to years. 2010. Yeah. So it's been a long haul. It has been. I was one of the original. I'm one of the original members. The right. only one that's still skating with corn fed. So there are a okay. couple. One that is in uh, one of the Indianapolis teams, and various throughout. But I, I'm I'm the last stalwart one on yes. the <laughs> on yes. with corn fed still so my heart is corn fed corn fed roller derby corn fed roller derby yes. and um what got you into that well i needed something after i graduated college in 2010 right and i looked around and i'm kind of introverted and i said if i um, a lot of my friends had moved out of muncie and it's so hard making friends as an adult so I so knew I for an activity. Yes, I needed something to get me out of the house, or else I'd become a house plant. So that was the same time that Cornfed was forming, and I saw flyers up, and I said, huh. I, honestly, I thought I would just go and maybe make a couple friends to that I could use in like photo shoots or something that I could, you know, and rollerblade around. Yeah, with them a little it's bit. roller, it's quad <laughs> skates, but yeah, it's okay. uh, uh, yeah, I thought maybe. 
I hadn't skated since my Gibson Arena days. I had my like eighth birthday party, and maybe a six, fourteenth uh, birthday party there or something. Yeah. And yeah. So I hadn't skated in forever, but I said, "What the heck?" <laughs> so I went, and at ten years, or thirteen years later, I'm still obsessed with it. <laughs> so it's such a great activity. It's not what you. A lot of people think of like the '70s. The kind of punching people in the face sort of activity. I, I mean, my vision is going by and giving somebody an elbow to try and knock them off the track if I could. <laughs> yes. You, you do try to knock them off the track, but you're not allowed to use elbows. There's lots of rules. <laughs> you have to use either your shoulder or hips or your butt to knock people down yeah. or out of bounds. So and is this, does this become an activity for you to kind of get away from all the craft stuff once in a while yeah, and just absolutely. really enjoy it's, it? It's, it takes a lot. It, it's amazing what you can do with your body. Okay. It's something that I never thought I would be a part of, but you go in there and it's challenging and it's it gets you out of your head, but it also a lot of people don't realize how much you have to th- how much is a thinking game as well because you have to play offense and defense at the same time and you have to be aware of what's going on and know when to switch and know this there's a lot of strategy involved. I was just about to ask what what strategy kind of things come into play yeah absolutely well first of all i should probably explain how roller derby is played not a lot of people know it's five skaters there's no balls or anything on the track but there's there's five skaters on from each team on the track at a time and the person that's wearing the star on their head is the only one that can score points and they try to get through the other four people from each team and you're trying you have to help they're called a jammer the people person with the star okay and you have to try to help your jammer get through everybody while simultaneously trying to stop the opposing jammer getting through. And then once they get through, they circle back around and however many people that they pass with their hips is a point of the opposing team is a point. Okay, okay, we got that. So we have to they have to know when to call off the jam, call it's called each play is called a jam okay so they have to know when to call it off they have to with a as a blocker i have to know when i want to go skating really fast or when i need to stop where i need to be how i need to help if if, if this is a moment i need to help my jammer get through or if i need to to block someone you know be strong and block i i'm on the b team mostly i'm a little bit on the a team but i love to help new skaters i love i'm the one i guess it's the teaching background you break them in I, you. yeah i yeah. just i like to see, show them the road it took me a long time i wasn't a natural skater it took me like three years to get the minimum skills down i'm absolutely loving the smile and enthusiasm on you <laughs> yeah. when we if, one, if there's one thing that a derby person gets excited about is talking about derby so As we were talking about your stitching and jewelry making and stuff you were smiling but all of a sudden now it's like wow derby time it's, it's great it's a lot of fun and i'm a planner too so i ended up i i do a lot of helping behind the scenes planning i'm on the board this year so are there seasons there is we have um each team has a different season but we have our summers off Uh, we practice at gibson arena here on the south side and it gets a little hot during the summer so we take summer off and we're uh, we'll ramp up in the fall and then we start playing games in uh january and february okay 
So we'll play games all through the spring. Yeah, so you you, you got it coming up. Yes, yeah, we're we're about ready to kick it we're all off. We're right, right about ready to get things going. So, and folks that have an interest, do they just head to Gibson Arena and ask? Oh yeah, you can go to well, you can go to our website, which is cornfedrollerderby.com. Okay. Uh, we have our schedule on there. You can also find us on social media by searching Cornfed Roller Derby. So you can find us. We're out there. We're out there. Yeah. Everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been with Deborah Roberts, who's the communications specialist at the Teachers College, and <clears throat> on the side, <laughs> loves to do the corn-fed thing. Um, this has been so nice talking with you. I so much appreciate you coming down. Yeah, thank you so and much. It's fall. Well, I mean, you're just a couple of weeks away from starting this new season. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good thank luck you. with you coming up. Thank you so much. To all of you out there. Stay with us on all kinds of people as we move into this year um, on 92.5 to talk of Muncie. It's Dr. Joe saying, have a good week, everybody.